Today on this bonus episode on the Goop Duck podcast for a Wednesday night, you might know this guest from The Drew Carey Show, whose line is it anyway, and this guest is the announcer for Let's Make a Deal. Our guest for this bonus episode we welcome to the program Mr. Jonathan Mangum. So stick around, relax and grab a beer, because you are now listening to a bonus episode of the Goop Duck podcast right here on Spotify. Enjoy. That's right, guys. You are listening to a bonus episode of the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, Guys, you're in for a real treat. Uh, You may have heard this guy on the Drew Carey Show. Who's on it anyways? Uh, He's the announcer for Let's Make a Deal. So you guys are in for a huge treat, but listen to this. Welcome to the program, the one and only Mr. John Manjum. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. My pleasure, man. Uh, yeah, so usually, I usually have a co-host with me, but fortunately he has some issues to take care of. So I'm like, dude, don't worry. I'll take care of this today. So I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you. You don't need that guy. You know, <laughs> you need tell him not to come back anymore. It's all you. That's right, man. So let's get to uh, let's get to know you for a little bit. Where are you at? Where are you from? So um, I, I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, but where I say I'm from is where I grew up from like second grade through high school, and that's Mobile, Alabama. Oh wow! Over there, uh, over in the lower part of Alabama, and um, yeah, that's where I where I grew up and spent my uh, formative years, I guess you'd say. <laughs> uh, so. What made you decide to come to, you know, Orlando and start again to like acting? Uh, what made you go, go into, you know, the SAC club doing improv over there? And then did you work for any of the theme parks here in Florida? So what happened was we, we took a trip right after high school uh, to the theme parks um, and uh, I got lost at one of the theme parks and um, uh, I, I just ended up staying because uh, I'm kidding. I went to school one year at LSU, Louisiana State University, for uh, engineering, and I was bored out of my mind, and I was not doing well at it. And then a friend of mine, also from Mobile, John Burton is his name, he said, hey, you want to go do this Walt Disney World college program that you can actually, during the summer, you work in the park, but you take classes and you Mm -hmm. get credit for college. I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. 
So I went and did it and just was so much fun living in like the, I think it was called the Vista Way Apartments, which is part Vista, of like yeah. college program. <laughs> yeah. And it was the, so much fun. And after the summer was over, I called my mom and I'm like, I'm not going back to LSU. I'm sorry, I'm staying here. So I uh, finished up college there in Orlando, but at the same time started doing improv and that's when I joined SAC Theater and met met my pal Wayne Brady and uh, nice. started started doing comedy. So I went to I went to a SAC club a couple of nights ago with my buddy of mine, and we we see your picture all over the area, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, there's Wayne Brady, but who's that guy right beside him? Wait a minute, is that John Andrew? <laughs> yes, I'm like, holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Now I, I did some, oh, yeah. I, did some yeah. volunteer yeah. work, I did some volunteer work there. And they asked me, hey, do you do improv? I'm like, I did something back in high school, but I'm not that good. So do you have like any pointers on the audience on how to get into improv? Um, it's, it's pretty much uh, advice for anything you ever want to do is you're going to suck when you start. So don't worry about not being good because <laughs> if you start something, you're going to suck at it and you're going to suck at it for a while. Right. As long as you're fine with that. Yeah, you know, like no one shows up and goes, oh yeah, I'll try improv because I'm really good at it. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> You've never done it. You're not good at it. You're horrible at it. So, so yeah, don't just, don't be afraid. Just do it. I mean, when it comes to, you know, the improv uh, area, you're, you're quick at it. Like you're so quick, you know, coming up with these different things. So let's say, for example, uh, let's say, for example, scenes from a hat. When... When Aish Tyler or uh, Drew Carey picks a random thing out of the hat, let's say, okay, here's one. Uh, things you could say at a drive-thru, but you can't say to your wife. What would you say? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do improv now because there's no audience. <laughs> but but what, I, what I will say is that, that you know, yeah, you train yourself to be quick and fast. But also when you're watching TV, you're not seeing the, the couple seconds in between while we're thinking of something. Really? Right. So you're seeing an ed- you're seeing an edited show. We're not just jumping out there, boom, 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 not non-stop jokes. I mean, there are there are times where we'll do four or five in a row, and everyone's got a good one. But there's also a couple moments where we're like, uh, oh, I got one. So it's not what you see is a mm-hmm. edited together perfection. And improv is not perfection, as anyone that has right. done it ever knows. Uh, anytime that we fail on whose line when we're taping, you're not going to see that. It's rare, but it happens. I mean, even right. the best people have had a moment where they're stumped or they can't think of something, and that's just edited out on television. What is the, what is the hardest game to play on uh, Whose Line? The hardest game to play? Uh, man, um, questions only is pretty hard. It's really hard to have a conversation where you're only asking questions. Right. And asking questions, if you take an improv class, you know, asking questions is what you're supposed to not do. So not only are you supposed to do a scene with just questions, you've been trained your whole improv, you know, training to not ask questions anyway. So <laughs> that's a hard game. That's a hard game. For me, I would have to say if I was part of like Who's Line, I would have to say Hoedown. I mean, that would be one of the hardest things to do when you're singing those songs up oh, on stage, you oh, know. Those are those are easy. Those are really easy. How 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 is that easy compared to questions? Because uh, I'll give you an example. I'm not going to perform it, but I'll give yeah, you an example. So yeah. I ask you for your occupation. Give me an occupation. Doctor. Okay. So right away, I think of what's funny about a doctor, and I see like a little spreadsheet of all these funny things. Um, um, 
and I think about an, an anal thermometer, okay? There's, there's a quick, easy joke. So how am I going to sing a song about that? Well, uh, uh, I think of the word ass, right? And now I think of my joke. Before I've even sung, my my joke is going to be the thermometer goes, this thermometer goes, goes into, into your the, ass. Yeah. And now that I know that that's going to be the end of my song, I just have to go backwards. What rhymes with ass? Pass. Okay, and now I just have to rhyme I'll write it before that. It doesn't even have to be funny. Right. Because I know I'm going to say pass and then ass. So I go, you know, I went to the doctor feeling really sick. I don't have a rhyme for this yet. Um, he looked at me and pulled my pants down and said, what, ick? I, he said, I, I want to take your temperature. And I said, I'll pass. He said, well, here's a thermometer. And this one's for your ass. So you, you, you hear the doctor, you think of your punchline, and then you work backwards to the word that rhymes with your punchline. There's your hoga. Now, do that enough times over years and years of training, then you get really fast at it. So, you know, it's the biggest, the scariest thing when you're doing a hoedown is not coming up with a joke. The scariest thing is the person in front of you taking your joke. Oh my God. So I'm thinking, and then I'm getting ready. I got my joke already, and Wayne's in front of me, and then Wayne sings, Oh, this thermometer's for your. And I go, so then it's like, oh no. So, <laughs> so what you actually will do is you'll work on having two. You'll work on, as soon as you hear doctor, I think of a punchline, this thermometer goes in your ass. And then I think of a, of a different punchline, and I have them both ready to go in my mind, in case Wayne or whoever's in front of me right. uh, that uses my joke. Who is the, uh, besides you, yes, you are the, the funniest one on Who's Lion, but compared to you, who's the even, who, who is <laughs> the even more funniest on the show? Like, who's like the funnier uh, improv? That's a, yeah, people ask me, they say, you know, who, who's who's the best? And think about it in terms of, of a team or like a baseball team. Right. Well, who's the best baseball player? Well, like, what do you mean, baseball? who's the best baseball player? Who's the best pitcher? Who's the best catcher? Who's the, Like, there's so many different ways to be good at certain things. And so when, when you get to shows like Who's Line, everyone is like that. They're, they're all really good at different things. Right. As opposed to being the best. There is no the best because who can sing better than Wayne? That's his thing. You know, Ryan is just super witty and weird. Colin is, is bumbly and hilarious. I think I'm very physical sometimes. So everyone has a different thing, and they're really good at that. And that's that's why it's no one's really the same. Wow. Do you uh, do you remember what you were doing back at the uh, back during your college program uh, at Disney? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I started doing the the backstage tour. At the end, it was called the Disney MGM Studios. Yes. I think it's just the Disney Studios. Well, it's oh, back and I, you drive the car. Yeah. It goes through Catastrophe Canyon. I don't know if that's still there. And you, you look at some props and stuff. But they changed it. We used to actually have to memorize a speech <laughs> we could riff on, make jokes. And then I guess somebody along the way got in trouble for making up too many jokes. And now it's a pre record. They hit a button. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I had a few. I had a few buddies who actually worked on that ride, but that ride is no longer there. Uh, I don't know. How, I don't know how uh, how long ago you've been to the parks, but that whole backlot oh. area is now uh, Star Wars. Star Wars Galaxy Edge. So it's a, it's now Star oh. Wars. So they changed everything out, you know, and it's been unreal. But I used to work at uh, Magic Kingdom, so I used to work at the attractions. I worked at Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and then I worked at Universal for a little bit. And I was I, I was one of the skippers for Jaws, so I had memorized all of oh, great. I didn't memorize all of that speech. It's like a four-page spiel that we had to memorize word by word by word. I'm like, are you freaking serious? We cannot memorize all these effing words. I'm like, 
Good God! But hey, Disney, pay, oh, yeah. Disney pays you like 13, 12 bucks an hour during the time. I'm like, okay, what's for that much? Why not Universal? Thank you. I'll be more than happy to take your money. Did you? Uh, yeah. Did you work for Did you work for Universal? Uh, or or just strictly Works Disney? For Universal. Did um I did other jobs at Disney. I did um the Jungle Cruise. Was that, I can't remember if I did that because when I moved to California, right mm-hmm. when I first moved here, I think I, I worked at Disneyland. So I think I did Jungle Cruise there. Oh, I worked at Tom Sawyer Island. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I drove the boat back and forth. It's people always think it's on a track. That thing's a real boat. Really? And you have to steer it with this. It's a real boat. And you have to learn how to steer, you know, 60 people on this little platform and then go backwards and then come up against the dock and then park it. Oh over my and gosh. Over again. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think I may have had you on a boat before. I was like, wait a minute, I know him. Hold on. <laughs> let's talk about let's let's talk about the uh, SAC club for a little bit. When did you first when did you first start yeah. at the uh, SAC club? Well, I was doing a show, a comedy sports show, over there on uh, Church Street, and we had we were doing a show upstairs in a pizza hut. There used to be a pizza hut there, and we were in the second floor. And then SAC Theater sent some of their improvisers. They were looking for new people, and they came and saw me in that show and go, "Hey, you want to come do theater sports?" Which was very similar to comedy sports, but SAC Theater theater sports had their own beautiful theater and 200 seats, and they had a lobby and they had fans, and they were doing all these shows. All so I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do that." So. Signed up with them, um, started performing right away, and uh, at the end of it, I was there in Orlando for four years. We were doing about 13 shows a week, um, three on Friday, three on Saturday, two on Thursday, two on Sunday, one wow. on Wednesday, teaching classes. It was uh, it was an amazing time. It was my first uh, out-of-college job, um, which was great. That is so cool, because I, when, I yeah. when I first volunteered there, I'm like... Okay, is this something that I, is this something that I really want to do? Do I want to get back into acting or start, you know, doing improv? Nah, I just want to I just want to go and hear some comedy. I mean, that's the whole point about me. I love watching, you know, these fantastic comedians on stage and just watch them from their point of view and then talk to them for a little bit, get their input, and say, hey, do you think I have what it takes to do improv? Nah, you don't. I'm like, why you say that? It's like you're not that funny. I'm like. Okay, I'm done. I- I'm done. <laughs> um, Who told you that? A good, a good buddy of mine. He's a uh, he's a comedian. He's a local comedian here. He's not a, he's not a buddy. He's not a buddy. <laughs> he told you that. That's not what a buddy says to a friend. But he but he sent me mess he sent me a message earlier. He goes, "All right, you're pretty funny. Just you just can't do stand up." I'm like, "Okay, I I see your point, sir. I do." Oh. Not your friend. Stand up is the same exact thing as as improv. When you go to see a stand up, mm-hmm. you're you're looking at when you go see a great stand up show, you're looking at point zero zero five percent of the jokes they've written. Right. Because ninety nine point nine nine five percent of the jokes were terrible, and they had to try them all out over and over night after night trying them out and then they keep the little pieces that work and over years they put them together so when you watch a great stand-up he's not just a funny guy talking he's a guy that has sucked so many times that now he's figured out what is good so anyone should be able to do that or anything if they spend the time and effort on it right but i mean you're you're absolutely right man uh who was your do you have like any influencer uh, when it comes when it comes to improv, or do you have like your favorite top uh, comedians that you, that you looked up to? 
favorite comedians, and now they're like, I'm gonna sound like an old guy. No, dude, I you're love, fine. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> I love Steve Martin. Classic. Um, I love David Letterman and Bob Newhart. Um, all for different reasons, but they're all my, my three favorite comedians. Uh, Bob Newhart because he was the best straight man ever. Oh yeah. Old sitcoms. David Letterman because he was kind of just this anti-comedian. He was kind of going against it. Same thing with Steve Martin. Is before Steve Martin, most comedy was very just. Well, I'm going to tell you a joke and blah blah blah, and it's all joke, 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 joke. And he came in and was just like, "I'm crazy, everybody! Look at me!" It was just completely weird. It was so weird for the time. Now you'd watch it, you'd be like, "That's not that weird," but he completely changed things. And so, those three are my favorite. I mean, great. I mean, I've I've listened to Bob Newhart's stuff on Spotify every once in a while, and I'm like, okay, he's pretty good. He's actually not that bad, but. When Steve Martin, I remember him from uh, Saturday Night Live doing his uh, King Tut impression. I remember that that bit. Yeah. And then he did his wild and crazy, wild and crazy guy, you know, bit. Uh, but my top, my never, top. If, you, if you've never seen it for Steve Martin, go Google and look up uh, the Great Fly Dini. The Great Fly Dini. He's a magician. Yeah, he's a magician, but instead of pulling things out of a hat, he pulls them out of his, his fly. <laughs> it's so funny. Go Google it. I will. Uh, my favorite, my favorite comedians are, uh, for one, George Carlin. I love, I love Carlin. He's like, he's my top he's up great. there. Uh, then after Carlin, after Carlin will be uh, Sam Kennison. So who can, who can't sit yep. with Sam? And then my last one, uh, believe it or not, is uh, Patton Oswalt. I love Patton. He's he's one of my favorite. He's one of my top favorite. You know. He has some dry humor, but he has his raunchy, nasty humor. I'm like, dude, you took that way too when he far. Talked about, when he talks about being born, and it was like, uh, I was like pushing a Cornish <laughs> game hen through two yeah. great drinks. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm like, you put, you put that way too far. Uh, what was your, who was your best, you know, uh, what was your best experience on, Whose line is anyways? Like, who was your favorite guest to be on that show? Um, the guests, they, the guests were all great and really fun. They were different. I got to, you know, do stuff with Ralph Macchio, which was so cool, the Karate Kid. Then I got to do one with, um, what was really fun is, um, uh, Kowski, the football player. Nice. He came on and we were going to sing a song to him, Wayne and I. And um, just been, he wasn't playing football that season because he was injured. I forget what year it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, But I, I had a joke in my head when we were singing where I really wanted him to bench press me because I'm like 200 pounds. He, he could probably do it. So, but I was going to sing, hey, I forget what my rhyme was. Something, I see you there and it's you I see. String get down and bench press me. That was my run, but I didn't know if he would actually do it. And I was like, man, if he doesn't do it, it's not going to be really funny. Because um, I'm just, and I sang it, and he did it. He got down on his back, and I jumped up, and he got, and he started bench pressing. And I was like, yes, thank you, Rob. Oh my God. Thank you for making my joke work. I may need, I may need to go back and watch that that scene on YouTube if I can't find it. I'll be like, oh snap, okay. Um, yeah, he was a good sport. Drew Carey, let's talk about this guy for a little bit, man. Now you were on you're on a show for how many seasons were, were you on his show for? Oh gosh, I did about twenty of I think at the last two seasons of the, the show. 
Um, I played his boss with another guy named Kyle Howard. So it used to be, um, he used to work, uh, his old job in the last two seasons, he left that job and went to work for a new internet company. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the plot of the show. And so myself and this other actor Kyle were played his, his like bosses. We were kind of like, you know, Facebook founder type, you yeah. know, younger tech people. Um, that was so much fun. It was the way we had that all set up is it was like a, it was like a Amazon type company, and there were all these computers in the middle. But our our um, prop guy um, had hooked up uh, all the computers together, so we were all playing Call of Duty during all the rehearsals and in between. So all we do is play Call of Duty with each other, and it actually started getting in the way of the show. We're like, we have to shoot the scene, and Drew's like, no. no let me finish this game. So we were all. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we played a, a lot of college. and then we challenged. ER. Remember the TV show ER used to be on? It was a medical drama. Oh yeah. They were in the sound stage. They were in the sound stage next to us, and so we challenged them to a Call of Duty uh, tournament game. And we, we beat <laughs> ER. We beat ER. Drew Carey show beat ER at the Call of Duty tournament. I'm happy to say. That's so cool. Uh... <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, these shows are bringing back, bringing me back flashbacks because I used to watch Drew Carey when I was like six, seven years old, and then when I got in my teen yeah. years, when I got in, got into my teen years, I started watching uh, Whose Lines It Anyways with uh, Drew Carey. But when when that show, you know, left, I was so upset. I was like, oh, please bring it back, please bring it back. I was like, on my, I was on the floor, I was crying. I'm like. I need some comedy improv back. <laughs> but then when I but then when I heard the news that Aisha Tyler is gonna be hosting, you know, whose line is it anyway? I'm like, yes, they brought it back. All right. So you came yeah. on you, you came on a show with Aisha, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, I came on the same season she did. Yeah. Oh wow. Exactly. How was that? How was that experience? You know, I. Whose line was something that I always, as an improviser, that's like the, the holy grail of, you know, what, what you want to do in your career. You got to get on the Who's line. It's the only improv show that really has ever been a, a big success. Right. Um, and I even I even came close to getting on Saturday Night Live. I went all the way to the final round of getting on that show. Whoa. Way, in a way that's like, that's not exact. And, and, you know, part of the reason I didn't get it is, I mean, it's not exactly what I do. I don't really do lots of characters and I don't do lots of impressions. I was still really funny and did well, but it's like, you know, whose line is what I actually do? Like, that's what I actually am good at. Um, so in many ways, that I always wanted to do most. So getting on that was amazing. And I, I thought to myself, all I have to do is get on once and then I'm, I've achieved that goal and then I can don't have to worry about it if I never do it again. But then, you know, it, it went well and they keep kept having me back so I'm just happy to do it as many times as I want you think we're gonna see a uh, whose line is it anyways uh, COVID-19 edition you know on TV or <laughs> is that is that it works I don't think so I mean the, what we do is when we shoot a whose line uh, series we'll shoot you know I'll come in and shoot all three or four hours mm -hmm. so whose line is 22 minutes long so they end up getting lots of episodes. So I think this 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 whole season that you see now, and there's new episodes coming in June, those were all taped two years ago from extra pieces that they didn't use when they right. put together the episodes. So they have a bunch in the can, is what they say. Um, but we will have to tape again if we want more, I think, after this year. And um, 
Yeah, I think we'll be back doing more. I don't think we'll be doing a Zoom, you know, COVID-19 version where we're in different locations. I think right. we have to have a live audience. But, you know, I, I think it does well for the CW. So. It, they do they do a fantastic job. I mean, you got Ryan Stiles, you got Colin Mockery. I mean, those are the those are the, the two OGs of that on that show. I mean, you got to think about it. They, they, start bringing really? in, they end up bringing in Wayne Brady, then yourself and other, other improvers that you see around, you know, and on LA side, you might see them on the Central Florida side. I mean, we have so much talent around, you know, in our communities. You're like, holy crap! I remember you. You were on. You're on this show. Then wait a minute. I remember you. you I used to see you at Disney. Hold up. Where the? You know, it's all about you know all about this community, this connection, you know. And I, I've been a, a huge fan of yours. So from from the very beginning, man. Oh well, thank you. Did you ever? Uh, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Did you ever work for the? Uh, uh, the Comedy Warehouse uh, back over at Pleasure Island? I did, yeah. So the Comedy really? Warehouse, for those of you that don't know, because it's gone, there was a place called Pleasure Island, and it was over in part of the Disney, and it was an adult kind of... It was an island with, like, eight to ten different bars, and each bar had a different theme. There was the Country Western Bar. There was the, like, clubbing bar. There was a, like, weird, like, adventurer's club bar, and it was really cool. I thought it was awesome. It was pretty and then there was a comedy theater there, and mm-hmm. it was called um, Comedy Warehouse. And we did five, I think they were like 35 to 40 minute shows per night. And it was short form improv. Met some great people there. Uh, Steve Pernick, who is, lives in Orlando which now. I, which I know, I know Steve very, I know Steve very well. There, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know Steve very well. I know, him, I know him and his wife really well, so, so yeah. Uh, uh, oh, they're great. And yeah. I met Steve uh, there. And, so many great people. Did you ever, uh, did you ever talk to uh, the piano lady, Miss uh, Carol Stein, when she was at the Comedy Warehouse? Absolutely, I, I worked with her some. She's awesome. There was a, another guy named Al that played with us, and there was a, a blind guy too. I forget his name. So I, we, we, I worked with a lot of their pianists. They were all amazing. So much fun. Well, my uh, my family, my dad, he he used to work over at the uh, the jazz club back at Pleasure Island. So when I was 13 years old my dad my dad would take me to his gigs like often and just here hey you want to come to disney tonight i'm like yeah you know i'm not old enough but okay sure he's like what do you want to do it's like go sit in the green room we'll bring you out there's a little table you can sit there you have food drinks whatever but when we're on break i'm gonna take you somewhere i'm like okay where are you gonna take me yeah he sent me to the comedy warehouse uh, when i was like 13 years old we see carol stein in the back she brought me backstage i met the improvers i went upstairs and i remember uh during that stage there used to be a phone like right next to your table i'm like what is this for so then i realized oh that's where the improvers get in contact with you to give them suggestions i'm like so that's how it works okay cool so i had a a great experience going on there where uh where what year would you say that was that you went up on stage? Oh, jeez. Uh, it was early. It was early '90s, so early '90s, 2000s, around that, around that age, around that year. But right now, I mean, '94 is when I did it for about six months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the uh, uh, the fire the fireworks restaurant? I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. The fire, the fireworks factory. So it's so it's weird. Like you have the fireworks factory on one side, 
then you have the jazz club and then right across from the jazz club is comedy warehouse and then on the other side you have like the bet club you got uh natikins uh dance club and uh i'm sorry not mannequins vatican's the uh the rotating uh stage i don't know i don't know if you if yes. you and your family have been to uh downtown disney recently the one here in florida but everything has changed it is it's gone everything there is gone wow yeah what is it now it's called disney springs so now they they, they keep their uh they kept it family oriental so you know all these the disney shops these uh these high-end restaurants are in here now uh local shopping centers and uh you have like some disney couple extra disney stores the big stage over by marketplace area is still there um but everything else due to due to uh with pleasure on is all gone like it's it's done so oh wow yeah uh crazy I, I got one last question before i let you go man uh but thank you so much for joining sure. uh, joining us today or just joining myself uh so what is it like being being the announcer for let's make a deal It's uh, it's a great job. I mean, any any job in Hollywood that goes on for more than a couple couple two three years is rare. So to have been on the air now for going on our twelfth season wow. is super amazing. Um, I had never I had never announced anything before. It's not. I mean, I know that there are people that make their living as announcers, and when they finish one announcing job, they say, "Okay, help me find another job announcing because I have a good voice for that." And I've never done that before. It's not something I was particularly interested in, uh, but. You know, when Wayne got the gig, he's like, they're like, who do you want hanging out and making jokes with you? And he's like, well, Jonathan. So <laughs> even though I'm doing the announcing on the show, I'm even though I'm describing the car that you've won, I don't really feel like that's my job. I think my job is just to kind of be funny with Wayne and set him up for jokes and he oh, sets yeah. me up for jokes. And we just, yeah, it's more, it's more of a comedian is really more what the job is than a comedian that announces right. than just an actor. How's it? Yeah, I love it. I mean, if it was just if it mm -hmm. was just a job where I just described prizes, I don't know if I would like it very much. <laughs> how's it? Uh, how's it like over there, due to the uh, pandemic? Uh, we're doing okay. I mean, you know, I, I have two two teenage boys, and they're uh, one just will be starting high school, and one's in high school, and they were doing learning from home, and so you know, you, you do what you have to do. We wear masks when we go out, just to, as precautions, and you know. Hopefully this will all be over yeah. uh, soon and we can get back to doing it. So it's tough not performing. It's like oh, yeah. what I miss the most, not, not doing, being able to do shows for people. The, uh, are you working on any new uh, any new material during this pandemic or are you just, take, just taking it easy? Yeah, no, there's a couple things I've been working on. Um, one is on, on TikTok. I've been doing um, improv uh, and acting tips on the TikTok app. So uh, <laughs> it's... If you're if you're over 30, you might not know what that is, but it's uh, my handle is at Mangum One, so M-A-N-G-U-M One. Um, I'm doing a live comedy show with uh, people from Who's Line and all kinds of TV shows uh, every Tuesday and Friday. We've we've had a couple weeks off, but we'll probably be starting up next week. It's called You Jokes, capital U J O K E S, and that's if you go to YouTube uh, and then YouTube forward slash You Jokes. I've had Ryan on, Colin, Wayne, I've had Gary Anthony Williams, I've had the cast from The Office, I've had people from all kinds of great um, shows and sitcoms, so 
check that out. It's a I'll, really fun show where we do we make up jokes based on pictures and stuff, but then the audience competes in the chat room. And if the audience uh, wins best joke, they one of them will actually come on to the show the following program and, and do the final round. So check it out, You Jokes. It's on YouTube. U J O K E S. I cannot wait to check it out. Uh, it's I, I'm missing I'm missing comedy. I miss watching comedy. I mean, I got rid of cable, so I won't be able to watch Who's Line Who's Line anymore. So I have to watch everything on YouTube. But uh, I just want to say, uh, oh. guy. Uh, what was that? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we just got. I mean, now my my wife and I were just watching stuff on Disney Plus. You know, Hulu, Sling TV, all the you know Netflix and whatever. But uh, guys, I just want to say thank you so much to our guest uh, John Manjum uh, from Whose Lines Anyways, the Drew Carey Show. Uh, you guys can hear his voice on Let's Make a Deal. Uh, John, whenever you and your family are back in Florida, give me a ring, and my co-host and I will be more than happy to, to tr- treat you out to a beer, man. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good luck to you. My pleasure. Guys, you have been listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. <laughs>